If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Hey, you are listening to the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast, this is Mind Pump. Now, in today's episode, we answered fitness and health questions that are asked by our audience, but we opened up the episode initially with an intro portion, where we uh, talk about current events, we bring up our sponsors, we talk about scientific studies. Mm. So I'm going to give you a breakdown of today's uh, episode. We open up by talking about what we all did on Valentine's Day. Uh, we love our wives tremendously, and so we all did uh, cool stuff uh, yeah. over the week. Some for Adam. obvious things. I forgot Adam didn't do anything. Forget about that. Oh, yeah, forget uh, about that. Then we talk about old pictures and how fun they are to look at. Uh, we talked about the effects of stopping lifting weights to stopping cardio. Which one makes you gain fat faster? Uh, then we talk about ownership in the future. What's the future going to look like? Are you going to own things, or is everything going to be rented? Then we talked about the delicious chocolate-dipped immunity slices made with Organifi's uh, immunity that our assistant made us. By the way, right now, if you go to Organifi's website, Organifi has uh, organic supplements, protein powders, green juices, gold juice. Green juice is one of my favorites, by the way. If you go there right now and you buy one green juice canister, you get three free green juice travel packs with your order, and you get to use the discount code. So here's the deal. Go to Organifi.com forward slash Mind Pump, then use the code Mind Pump, uh, so you'll get the 20% off, plus you'll get those free uh, gifts with your order. Um, after that, we talked about uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, you know, that movie sucked. Yeah. Real disappointed in that one. Bummer. Then we talked about movie theaters. What are they going to do uh, in the future? Because they might not exist soon. Then we talked about using blue light blocking glasses in the middle of the night when you wake up to pee and why that'll help your sleep. By the way, our favorite company of for blue light blocking glasses is Felix Grey. The reason why they're our favorite is because these glasses don't change the color of everything. They're not yellow and red. They look stylish. They're easy to wear, and they're still effective. Yeah, they're cool. Go to felixgrayglasses.com forward slash mind pump. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mind pump and get hooked up with some cool stuff. Um, then we talked about our favorite rep ranges to build muscle. All of us have a different rep range that our bodies seem to respond best to. After that, we got into the questions. The first question, this person wants to know uh, what signals you should look out for to know when it's time to increase or decrease your calories. The next question, this person wants to know why some people lose weight when they reverse diet. In other words, when they increase their calories. Believe it or not, that actually happens sometimes. Ooh, you're putting it in? The, three, the third question, this person <laughs> wants to know why it's a common message right now in the fitness industry that we're not all supposed to be super lean all year long. That's a good message, by the way. I believe we started it. Yeah. The fourth question, the last question, this person wants to know what the ideal ratio of strength is for bench press, deadlifts, and squats. By the way, we refer to a pretty cool article uh, in that portion. You can go to mindpumppodcast.com. We always have a bunch of show notes there and links that you can refer to. Also, all month long, we're running a promotion on two of our most popular programs. It's called the Phase 2 Bundle. The two programs included are MAPS Performance. This is an athletic-minded workout program. And then MAPS Aesthetic, our bodybuilding-minded workout program. Combine them together, and you have a beautiful marriage between functional movement, mobility, and awesome-looking sexy muscles. Both programs are about three to four months long, so if you run them back-to-back, -back, you're looking at like seven months of exercise programming. They both retail together at close to $300 
But right now, you can get them both in the Phase 2 bundle for $79.99. Okay, this promotion ends this month, so get on it quickly. By the way, it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Go check it out. Go to mapsfebruary.com. That's M-A-P-S-F-E-B-R-U-A-R-Y.com. Did you guys have a good weekend? Yeah, it was good. Really? Meh. Well, it was like, uh, what, Valentine's Day weekend or whatever? Yeah, what'd you yeah. do, dude? Uh, well, we did it like Saturday night, so we I, we went out to dinner. It was funny because we're outside, and it, it felt like, you know, pre-pandemics. Like, everybody was out at the same time, like, all kind of crowded around these, like, fire pits. And it was, uh, everybody, like, they were, like, over 60 or so. Uh, acting like a bunch of kids, dude. I was just like, this is crazy. Like what? Getting smashed, necking crazy? Yeah, well, like, I could tell, like, a, a bunch of them were out on, like, dates. And so they're all trying to be, like, these guys, like, got drug into these three, these three girls obviously knew each other. Like, they were, like, all friends and talking the whole time. And the guys were just sitting there just like, didn't, didn't say anything. <laughs> And this one girl gets up, lady, I should call her, because she's probably, you know, like 65 or something, mm -hmm. and walks over to another group of guys over here just talk, all getting all smashed and talking and starts flirting with them. And I'm like, wait a minute, isn't that this guy's date? And then it was like all this drama, and me and Courtney were sitting there eating, and wow. it was just like hilarious, maybe dude. That, maybe that's part of the role play or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, they're probably all swingers yeah, or something. Later, later on, they go home. He's like, I saw you flirting. How hard was it to get reservations? Ah. <sighs> Well, actually, it was because we went to a, another place in Aptos first, and mm -hmm. it was just like packed. And we're like, "Nah, this is the rebound. We're not going to do it. This is the rebound effect. Uh, I, if I if I go out anywhere because restaurants are starting to open up a little bit here, mm -hmm. they're just I've never seen them like that. Crazy. Yeah. And I feel like everybody's like the just, only thing to do. Yeah, you know, it's like there's no movie theaters. We actually like went to the movie theater and tried to support. Them. We we they're doing um, their popcorn and concessions and stuff. And so we we bought some of that for the kids, and then we watched like a movie one of the nights. But you know, it's like it sucks, man, because that used to be like a fun thing to do every now and then. You mm -hmm. could like at least go see something. Yeah, J Jessica forgot it was Valentine's Day, which means I got to surprise her. I never surprise her because I'm so terrible at surprises. Oh, what'd you do? Just had yeah flowers and chocolate delivered, but mm -hmm. she was so happy about it, and I was so proud that I didn't spill the beans because <laughs> you guys know me. You didn't right? forget. Yeah. Very hard. Like if I get someone a gift, someone's something like uh, as a gift. I it kills me. I have to tell them right now. Well, especially if it's like a yeah. cool surprise, right? Mm. Flowers and chocolate's kind of consistent for that, right? Uh, it's right. not like a big surprise. Oh, it doesn't matter. I got yeah. to do it was a surprise. Surprise, <laughs> it's obvious. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought oh, of it. And then here's a bear. This yeah. is my first yeah. thing. Yeah. Hey, shut yeah. up, man. Wow. No. I did a good job. That's all right, I, man. I, I thought I did. That's what I always do. Uh, too. Better than me. I mean, better than me. Did you do sure. anything for Valentine's? No, no, we didn't do anything for sure. Uh, we're in the middle of moving, right? So the, the whole, I mean, our house is just a disaster right now and boxes everywhere. And yesterday was, moving. was, yeah, so do I. Yesterday I was clearing out underneath the house and I'm pulling out all these boxes and, you know, so I, I told, here's the deal. So Katrina, I've told this before, right? So, you know, expensive gifts is my love language. I like to buy that stuff. She hates that shit, even though she pretends to like it every time I give it to her. The stuff that she loves, that she saves, that she holds on to is a card if I write in. So I wrote what will go in a card, but I told her, listen, wait till we get in the new place in a week and I'll do Valentine's Day. Oh, so you, already, you, you wrote it out. Yes. But it's not in a card. Right, right. Just to back myself up in case she was like, what the fuck? 
It's yeah. Valentine's Day and I got nothing. And I said, it's just so you know, honey, I already wrote your card. Yeah. I just didn't do anything for so you today. Happy Valentine's Day. You just got to find like a diamond, <laughs> yeah. in, diamond <laughs> encrusted card, you know, and then it like, fits both of you guys. I love you. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> no. Thought about this for like two uh, days. Yeah. No, yesterday we were going through like, her and I were going through like boxes of stuff. So we would, so this is now our second move together since we've been together. And last time I had convinced her to like get rid of almost everything, right? But there's still boxes that we kept and, and that we packaged stuff up of, you know, and uh, understandably, right? Like old memories and things like that. Like I, you know, I don't expect her or me to throw stuff away. It goes all the way back to when we were kids. And uh, so I was like, let's try and purge some things before we move again. Just I know we did it last time just a few years ago, but let's do it again. And we pull these boxes out and we're going through stuff and just uh, going down memory lane was like hilarious. One of the things that her and I were cracking up about is I've got these picture frames. We, her and I both have this. We have boxes like t that take up three, four boxes of all these big and you know, uh, weird sized frames that you've, we've had since we were like teenagers and stuff. And uh, we agreed, like, why are we keeping these frames? You could go rebuy another frame for like seven dollars. We're never, none of us are going to put a high school frame picture of our high school girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, like, <laughs> up in our house. So why keep the frame? If you want to keep the picture, pull it out of the frame yeah. and then just file it away. And then, so we're like throwing stuff away. So I get to, I get to one of my frames, and I got like one of these. Frames that you should sits be allowed a shrine, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like all your old girlfriends. Uh, well, I'm I'm okay with it. She's so is she. So that's what's kind of cool about our. This our, is the road that led me to you. Honey. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. We, we, Look we at all both, the mistakes I made. Yeah, we both have a we both have Stepping a, stones. Uh, a, a, a relationship where we actually. I mean, I love to go through her old boyfriend stuff. She likes to do the same thing. We think it's funny, whatever. So, anyways, I'm going through this. I have this frame, and it's got. Uh, it's got nine or twelve pictures, and it, it, it like folds out and it stands. It's a big ass thing, right? And I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna pull the, I'm pulling the pictures out, and I'm cracking up because, uh, you know, I've had this probably since high school. So there's, you know, been several girlfriends since high school, of course. And so my lazy ass as a kid, as, as when I would date somebody new, I wouldn't even uh, take it out of the frame. I would just put the new picture in. <laughs> <laughs> In the frame. <laughs> so, oh. so, so, yeah. It's like those Russian dolls. They're like stacked on top of each other. I thought, oh my God, what a Make it like a flip book. Yes. Yeah, like, so we're going through. I was yeah. dying laughing. Katrina was yeah. pulling out some old photos of boyfriends that she dated that were sending her like half nude model photos and stuff. We were cracking up. Oh, it was, wow. oh yeah. It was, I think we got a little bit of work done. It ended up being like memory lane for half the time. We were oh out there. man, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I like the pic. <laughs> you sent funny. us some pictures of yourself when you were a kid that yeah. you must have found or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah I was going through there and found some, some high school yeah. stuff. You look more ethnic as a kid. You know, that's, I think that's, what's funny about the, uh, you know, cause I get lumped into the, the white privilege category as an adult, <laughs> which I think is so fun. I think it's so funny because I have like, when I was a kid, I was teased for being like, when we moved to Colorado, I was bullied. I was bullied in eighth grade. Uh, and they, and they called me every, every name under the sun because I looked ethnic and mm -hmm. I, but then well, that's when, half your, I mean, your mom is, yeah, is my Mexican, mom, right? yeah, my, my grandma's full, my mom's half, mm -hmm. but they all, they all married white men. So I have that whitewash to me. Mm -hmm. And when I, w if I was somewhere where there was more Hispanic brown people then I don't, I didn't fit in with them. If I was somewhere where there was all mostly white people, I didn't fit in with them. So I've always been, no matter where I was an, an outcast, but mm -hmm. I always find it funny when people that have just found me because of Mind Pump today, 
they look at me and assume that I'm like this white privileged kid. I'm just like, dude, it's so funny. I don't identify with that whatsoever. Yeah. If anything, I was teased more for being the other one. Yeah, good looking kid yeah. though. Yeah, my, my mom uh, sent a bunch of old videos. Uh, actually, this morning she was watching some old VHS videos or whatever when we were kids. Man, we used to have family part. Like, we still have these big family parties, but the family got so big when I was younger that we had to kind of split up. And and I remember that. I remember these fam as a kid, these family parties where, like for Christmas, there would be a room dedicated to presents. That's how many gifts were in there. It was literally a room, and you'd oh, like if the door was open, they would kind of fall out. And I remember that as a kid, but it, you know it's hard to remember fully. Anyway, I'm watching some of these videos. And literally, you know, my dad, he, was, he bought like a VHS back in the day. So he's like, that was a big shot, right? So he's filming all these family, you know, get togethers. And we were like sardines, dude. We were in the kitchen and there's just like people just like a, like, like a nightclub. I'm like, oh my God, that's how we used to hang out. That's a lot of people. It would be like, it would be like a Sunday dinner and there'd be 70 people in like a three bedroom house. Dang. You know what I mean? If yeah. it was a holiday, it would easily hit a hundred. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. problem. And then we all kind of do, but I'm watching these. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then the kids were just, I'm like, how did they, and it makes me feel, cause sometimes I'll go to family function and there'll be like four kids. Yeah. And you know, by the time eight o'clock rolls around, I'm looking at Jessica, like, let's get out of here. I'm getting, I can't handle this anymore. I'm a wimp. These, there were like 15 to 20 kids running around throwing shit or whatever, and everybody was chill. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I can't different, handle that. Different time. Totally oh, different yeah. time, man. You know, yeah. I had, I sent, I posted, I think I sent this on the, or put it on my story too, is there's pictures of me. And, uh, you know, uh, Justin, did you see the ramp that I had, we had built when we were kids? Yeah, yeah. So I got to be, uh, you know, there's no, I got no helmet, no nothing no, on. Right? Yeah, we're no, out, we didn't we're do right, helmets yeah, back then. We're right, and not, we're not dirt. We're all out the, the, all we're the, the we asphalt in the middle of the street, yeah. jumping on this thing. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing the math on the age on there. So we moved from that house when I was nine. So I got to be between seven and nine years You're old. You're a little kid. <laughs> Hitting that in the middle of the street, yeah, dude, dude. This is why I tell you, this is why our generation, the, the, all the weak kids are dead. So that's why all the leftovers. So we the have, oh, yeah. I didn't post this, but there's photos in that the next page of my that album. So we, I mean, I must have took forty photos of us jumping as a kid, right? They're terrible with like blurry with a camera, one of those old cameras with the flashes on top. There's we took photos of the bottom of our bike tire because we thought it would be clever. One of us laid underneath the ramp while the yeah. other dude jumped mm, over. Super safe. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Can you just picture these kids? Yeah. Middle of a street, main street, big ass ramp. I'm like seven to nine years old, somewhere between there, laying underneath each other, jumping. Over. Oh, dude, we used to take <laughs> those like longboard, like skateboards, yeah. and we would do downhill boarding, you know, on asphalt. Oh, yeah. And, and sometimes we do that with like flip flops on. And like, I just remember just like skinning my, like, my feet, my knees, everything's yeah. just bloody raw. I'd you, come home and be like, ah. Now, think about that. Like, if you really think back, was there ever a moment you would come home after being outside all day where you didn't skin something? There was no, something always. My mom, my mom kept peroxide on the on like the outs, yeah. out. We didn't even put it in the cupboard. It was just oh. like out. I was trying to explain that to my kids. Like this weekend, uh, I was at my parents and like ever like he he had just like skinned something like and he's like yeah. I'm like let's, <laughs> let's put some bactine on it. You know, like you got some bactine in here and he's like what's bactine? I'm like you don't know what bactine is. <laughs> oh, just wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was stuck. You could, oh my god, he's like ah. Yeah. You could feel it 
clean everything. Oh, yeah. oh, it was. I remember it almost being competitive. That my but like who could get it to bubble up the most? Yeah. Like who had the bigger the bigger uh, yeah. the bigger like, burn? Ew, it's real dirty in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what my dad used to make me do when I would go help him when I go work with him, whatever, and I get blisters and shit in my hands or whatever. I fall down because we're working on construction. And I'm like nine years old. Mm-hmm. He'd, be like, he'd be like, here, put some put some cement on it. So I'd like rub my hands together with cement. He goes, it'll it'll harden up and yeah. stop the bleeding. Yeah, it'll Just stop like, it. I know. I'm like, I'm surprised that I didn't get. Maybe I will later. Maybe I'll get some kind of cancer. So or something. you working with my dad when we were oh, in construction? If you like split your finger open or cut it on Duct something, tape. No, glue. Oh yeah, yeah. Glue. They oh, just, yeah. yeah fantastic they, super glue. Yeah, yeah. actually, <laughs> actually. They in the war. They yeah. do that now, you yeah, know, in the yeah. hospital. That was actually pretty smart. Yeah. Just don't put gorilla glue I in your saw hair. another one, too. I guess, like, even further back, I don't know if it's medieval times or what it was, but they actually used to use spider webs as, as bandages. Yeah. How I, fucking creepy is that? I heard that? you say that. Yeah. Yeah, spider webs are, you know, you ever read the properties of spider webs? Oh, well, it doesn't make sense how strong they the are. The tensile strength for how, how, you know, light and small or whatever it is, is like, it's on another level. Yeah. Really? It's, oh, dude. I did not know that. Oh, it's stronger in, on a weight, you know, per, a weight by weight basis or whatever. Yeah. It's stronger than steel. What? Yeah, you don't know that? I did not know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Spider webs are are incre- the tensile strength, the strength that they have for how small they are. Yeah. Right, right. Insane. Well, they, they've been trying to engineer it forever, you know, for bulletproofing and all this kind of stuff. But uh, that that's what led to the uh, the goat that that actually through its milk would you like they 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 oh, uh, genetically this. engineered it so it like basically would have spider webs coming out of its its teat. Oh, look at this. See, it tells you right there how, how strong it is compared to, to steel. So, isn't that crazy? That is wild. Yeah, it's really, really crazy. That, what's, but that, what you're saying, Justin, I remember reading that. What, what yeah. is wrong with scientists? I, that, again, this was years ago. Yeah. This what did you say? Over what? a decade ago. They genetically engineered uh, a goat. Spider you know, goat. Is a, what to they, create we'll look that up, Doug. Spi- spider goat. To create spider webs in its milk. Yeah. You know what? I, why, why? It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? Just because maybe we can? Well, because, I mean, they could just produce it, mass produce it. Because, uh, I mean, think about like harvesting like webs from spiders. Like, yeah. That's going to take a lot of spiders. You know what I feel like, though, sometimes? Here's what I think. I think sometimes- So the get, theory is that the goat would milk out spider webs? They created web? milk, and there were strings of, of spider yeah, webs in it. just pull- this, it's disgusting. Yeah. I don't know who thought of it. Well, this. I was just going to say, I wonder, this is what I think. I think that's because, you know, they're really, really smart. So you have these super smart scientists and they're yeah. like, he's like, hey, dude, like, like, let's imagine we're all like super smart scientists. Like, hey, you guys want to come over tomorrow night and, uh, and get real high? Yeah, I was going to say, smoke like, some okay. weed. <laughs> so then we come out, we get blazed and we're yeah. like, hey, you want to, let's think of something, what can we do? Let's do something crazy. Like, I want to make like, a frog dude. that can fly. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, we could totally do that. Let's make a frog with wind, you know? Yeah. So they come up with a crazy idea like this. And then they, then afterwards they come up with the reason, like, oh, this is so that uh, we uh, we can make spider webs mass produce. That's yeah, why, it's that's, for you know, the military. Yeah, or but what if they fucked up though? What if the goat ended up like you know, walking on the walls and or got two extra legs? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> had like venom. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The goats like biting people. What have we done? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, crazy that's stuff. A messed up petting yeah. zoo, dude. I had a, a great conversation with Jessica this weekend that I wanted to share with you guys. So, you know, what? one thing I love about her is very few people can get me to think as deeply as she can. And we were talking about just working out and fitness. And she was at, she asked the question, she goes, why is it when, because she's gone through different phases in her fitness history. Before I met her, she went through a period where she was just a cardio machine. She would run miles every day and, and because that's what she thought was the way to, to for fitness or whatever. Of course, when I met her, she got really into resistance training, all that stuff. She says, why was it 
when I used to do lots of running and cardio, when I would stop, I would gain weight faster than when I lift weights and I stop. Like, what's the reasoning behind that? Why is it that stopping the cardio makes me gain body fat more, whereas stopping weights, I don't gain. It, I don't. I don't notice that kind of a rebound. Well, the the process of atrophy is longer. The minute you stop doing cardio, you the benefits of it end right then and there. The benefits of you building muscle is a faster metabolism. It takes a yeah. while for that to fall off. Hundred percent. So yeah. you got you get a lot more leeway time. Hundred percent. So uh, you know, I was thinking how to how to explain this, but when you're doing lots of cardio, especially as a fat loss uh, strategy. The benefit of the cardio is it just burns a lot of calories. Yeah, manually. while you're yeah, while you're doing it. Yeah, so you're running for you know an hour. Um, you're burning let's say five or six hundred calories. Um, and the adapt. Here's the other thing: people don't think about how exercise causes your body to adapt and change. Cardio, you do lots of it, and your body just gets better at endurance. There really isn't a metabolism boost from that. If anything, over time, it can actually teach your body to burn less and less calories as you become more efficient. But even if we negate that, right? You're burning calories through running. When you stop, the benefit's gone. The benefit's gone, and you've now decreased your caloric burn by five or 600 calories a day. Right. When you're lifting weights, you know, an hour of weight training, you're going to burn maybe 160 calories, maybe 200 if you're going real intense at most, right? So way less than cardio. But the adaptation from resistance training speeds up the metabolism, both through the muscle building effect and also because it teaches the body to become less efficient with calories. So when you stop lifting weights... You're now burning 160 less calories a day. Not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But the metabolism stays fast for a while. Now, it will slow down as you lose muscle, but that process takes longer. So cardio is one of those things where as, as a strategy for weight loss, number one, it doesn't cause the, the preferable adaptations of metabolism boosting. And also, you stop it, you gain back very quick. Not so with resistance training. There's another factor, too. Uh, it, okay, so have you ever seen somebody who is really lean from doing cardio versus someone who's muscular lean from weight training, and both those people add 10 pounds of fat onto their body? Who looks way better? Of course. The person who built all that muscle, because you've shaped the body by building muscle. And so sometimes even when you put on a little bit of body fat on a body that's been, that muscle has been built on, it actually mm -hmm. looks better. That's right. It looks more shapely. So the, both people could have gone up the same as far as adding 10 pounds of fat to their body, but the body that was lean from just cardio versus the body that was lean from building muscle and from being lean from lifting weights. That person, if they both put ten pounds on, looks dramatically totally. different just because of the uh, the muscle. Totally. They have. And people mm -hmm. forget that your f it's body fat percentage. It's not total body fat. In other words, it's a percentage of your overall body weight. Right, twenty pounds of fat on a two hundred pound man is ten percent body fat. You are lean. Yeah. Twenty pounds of body fat on a one hundred pound man is twenty percent body fat. You are obese. Right. Very big difference. The difference being. The, it's a percentage, right? It's a smaller percentage of more weight, and that's what muscle does. And then here's the other thing. Building muscle, because it, what it does for women is it shapes the body. It gives them more curve. It's funny because you'll hear women say that, like, I want nice curves. What they don't realize that they're saying is, I want to build more muscle. Yeah. They don't think that's what it is. They just say, I want more curve. But in reality, it's I, I need to build more muscle. So I thought that was interesting. So we had a good conversation on that. It's just another reason why – the probably the best strategy, uh, well, definitely the best strategy just for fat loss in general is to prioritize resistance training.
Yeah, it's just one another one of those uncommon, uh, you know, conversations. Like you're not going to hear that a lot from everything else that we're getting marketed to. So you know, I think that just needs to uh, be reiterated constantly. It, all of the friends of Courtney, it's like one of those constant things I'm trying to like explain. So that's just another good way, good example to kind of bring up uh, with that. I read an, I read an article this this weekend that I wanted to share with you guys so we could speculate together. So it was I forget what it was titled, but it was. In 2030, um, no one would own anything anymore. Yeah, I've seen so I've seen stuff like this. Yeah, and I think we've kind of talked a little bit about like you know the car theory and stuff mm. like that. But it went even further. The stuff that I wouldn't even think about. For example, like your you know utensils in your house, your air fryer, your toaster, your all these things. Instead of even keeping it and storing it in a house, when you want it, it'll get to you. So when you decide you're going to use your air fryer on Tuesday night, it would be something as simple as mm -hmm. putting it in your app that tomorrow night or even that morning tonight I'm making dinner with this. So it's like the Jetsons. <clears throat> everything would be for rent. Everything mm -hmm. you would it would be everything would be a lease, and then you it would be so. And because if we solve the transportation thing, like the cost to to get from point A to point B, unlike how we do it right now, mm -hmm. I think they've already done this too. Like it would be. Uh, way cheaper for no one to own cars and for us just to all share I was just going to say, to understand mm. this, we would have to talk about something that's easier to understand because like, it's, it's hard to conceptualize right. renting my utensils. I use them every day, all day long. Right. But if you think about cars, right, it, the cost, it, it, how much money it costs you to maintain a car, both through insurance, registration, Cost upkeep, the tires, whatever. Uh, the 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 maybe if you pay payments on a car, let's say you finance your car, uh, versus paying each time you want a a car to pick you up and drive you somewhere. And they've actually shown this. They've done the math with today's numbers and shown that it would cost something like a thousand dollars a year to just drive around, have a car pick you up and drive you around, which is way less yeah. than would cost to own a car. And then of course storing your car in a garage. Uh, all that stuff. So it just, in my opinion, it makes too much sense. Nobody's going to own a car, or a lot of people. The people who own cars are the same people who own horses. Today. Well, and then the way they that, have a lot of money. Well, in this you, you think that'll actually translate to people that live like in the middle of nowhere? So no. So then that's what yeah. the article actually talks yeah, it's about. It's like metropolitan areas. C yeah, city people. He mm. goes, they'll still. Their theory is that there'll still be people that want that kind of country right. living and ownership. And that's also their theory of like what we see, like they see that in the future going up the price of like owning property, land and stuff uh, like in the country in a way continuing to rise because people will like to have that, but everything within the city will be like leased. And, you won't want to own I mean, anything. That makes sense. And now, now of course, if there's a too small of a market, they're not going to really be a need to, to, uh, you know, to service it. But let's say there's a town that's got, it's small. Let's say it's a thousand people. If a company could fully automate uh, electric cars and let's just imagine they literally have a station near this town that has, I don't know. There's a thousand. There's a thousand people living there. It's got 200 cars or 100 cars, and nobody needs to operate it. It's fully automated. So all someone has to do is go on their phone, hit the app, the car picks them up, drives them somewhere, and then drives back and charges itself. I can foresee at some point in the future that even small towns, people are not going to need to own cars because it would be very easy if it's fully automated. Right. If literally you hit it on the app, it takes itself off the charger, 
picks you up, drops you off, and then charges itself. And that's the makes sense. And that's the theory with all these things. So imagine mm. tonight, your what's your whatever dinner plans anybody has tonight, like everything from the food that you need to make that recipe to the tools that you need to use it. Like right now, we'd be like, oh, tonight I'm going to do Brussels sprouts and I'm going to do a tri-tip, this and that. Boop, boop, boop. You put it all on your phone. And then AI picks all that stuff up, to, sends a car to a certain time to your house, and it arrives all the things you need to make that. And it'll yeah. be all bundled as one so price. So I, I, I don't know if hmm. I can see this with uh, stuff you use so often every day. I don't know how they would get through the trouble of like – because I'm not going to plan – to yeah. you know, to rent uh, something that I use all the time. No, you're sense. not going to do it with like I don't think forks and knives, right? Things like that. But it does make sense for like an air fryer, my Traeger. Okay, your Traeger cost you that makes sense fifteen hundred dollars for that. Right. If you were if you were able, anytime you were thinking about using it, yeah, it was cost like you, a, cost you five bucks. A, yeah, a five dollar, ten dollar fee. Plus, it came with the meat that you were wanting to grill and the whatever tools you needed, everything to come, the pellets, everything for a, such a reasonable price. You go, man, I would have to use that. You know, a hundred times in a year for it to make sense to own it. I'm mm -hmm. not going to use this thing a hundred times yeah. in a year. I'll just rent it. You know what else I could see this with clothes, especially. Mm. Yeah, clothes was another one. They yeah, talked especially about. clothes that you wear. I think the first market that's going to get crushed with that is uh, are like nice clothes, like suits. going out to dinner. Yeah, suits. I, w I mean, I wouldn't own a suit if I had so if I had a tailored fitting to my size mm -hmm. suit that I could just rent. And brought to my house, I wouldn't own suits. or nice shoes. So this is all like really heavily dependent on the delivery process. Yeah, totally. the car is going to change everything. Oh, dude, when they're automated drones, like that too. Well, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. have yeah, you guys drones, have you sure. seen it's? Is it Michael Jordan? I got to look this up. Either Michael Jordan has a new golf course. I, I want to say it's Michael Jordan's new golf course. I'll look it up. Give me a second on whose it is. But I, I've seen this. So check this out. When you're out on the course playing, uh, and you want. Food, beer, cigar, whatever that, you order it on an app, drone brings it to where hold you are and oh, drops yeah. it to you. Oh, that's awesome. To the hole, whatever you're at. Yes. Oh, wow. So there you go. I mean, you're already, I mean, that. how smart is that? Because they're on a private place, so you don't have to worry about any drone bullshit or what you can and can't do. So that's already some, a business that's already utilizing the delivery with drones. I wonder if, hmm. when, now, I wonder if drones will, well, I guess not. I, I, I heard Elon talk about flying like taxis and stuff. It's like too noisy. Yeah. It wouldn't make any sense to have Well, them. interesting though, like he, he was just on Rogan again. He was talking about like building and developing uh, an upgrade, like a SpaceX upgrade to the Tesla's at some point so they could hover. Like, wow. They could hover like uh, up to like six feet in the air. Yeah. Look this up, Doug. It's like, Michael, what? Michael oh Jordan's new course, cor course called Grove, Grove 20, looks Roman numerals 23, Grove 23. I wonder what, Duh. like, I, I wonder if, I wonder if like thieves in the future like specialize in like taking down drones delivering people course, shit dude, you know I mean? for sure yeah. Yeah. oh that's a, you know they hit like a or that'll be all the next like like heist movies we see yeah, like, yeah, a, like, a, like a targeted EMP <laughs> yeah. you know? no or a hat you Nets, must hack dude. it take over the, the flight plan no man I'm, I'm getting eagles yeah. I'm telling you guys. I'm worried about see here's my yeah, and then we start talking about like what weird conspiracy shit what if like somebody could just take over all these self-driving cars yeah, you know what I mean, you're like driving, like when you oh take, sure hacks yeah. hack hack it over yeah. and Justin, like drive it. Justin's getting too loud on mind pump. He's gonna get in an accident <laughs> tomorrow morning. You know what I mean? That's a, yeah. Wow, look at that. His airness, his airness is yeah. delivering drinks and snacks to players on the course via the air. Wow. You know now because yeah, it's cool. because it's his course and it's private and these are drones. I'm sure a freaking hot dog is like seventy five dollars then if a drone <laughs> drops it off. I mean, they're already drone dog. Um, oh yeah. I don't know, or maybe it was able to cut costs. Now you don't have to pay an employee who's uh, driving around on the cart, and you're you're probably increasing sales. One of the things when you're golfing that's a pain in the ass is you may go 
four holes and never see a cart come by. Uh, oh, yeah. So, you know, think about how much that would increase sales that instantly when you decide you want another cigar or you want another drink. Yeah, he's got a whole fleet of them going, running out there yes, with stuff. Yeah. Yes. Wow, that is so Isn't that cool. brilliant? That is very, very cool. I know. Are, are, is, are, the, are drug dealers in the black market using drones to get drugs Dude, places now? Dude, they must now? be. I'm wondering, is that uh, a thing? None, I mean, of, you, none, of, none of my drug dealer friends are doing that. I mean, uh, uh, Bitcoin, though. I mean, they all they all are using Bitcoin. I'll yeah. tell you that. That's big. That's I, Remember, we talked about this a long time ago, and that for sure was my theory was, regardless if you believe it's going to be our future currency or not, the black market fully has adopted yeah, that. Yeah, I, I would think like drones, in order to you know not be detected by radar, not be detected by all these like normal flight Aren't patterns too and small, things. Though, yeah, that's detected? what I mean. Like, how can they keep tabs on these things? So I would think that would be a perfect way it to is. smuggle stuff. Now, Justin, because you're my my conspiracy theory friend. Yeah. So let's let's I talk know. about Bitcoin for I, a second. I indulge. The creation of Bitcoin, massive mystery. There's a name of a guy they think that invented Bitcoin. Nobody no, knows who he is. I thought the theory is it's like 17 of some of the most brilliant yes. minds okay. got together. Whatever. There's yeah. a lot of theories. Nobody knows for sure. Right. Nobody knows its origins. Nobody knows what the fuck. It's just all of a sudden there, and now people are using it. Yeah. What if Bitcoin was created by the CIA as a way to track the black market? As a way to see what's happening in the black, it's electronic. Right. So they're watching what's happening, and then every once in a while they'll go in and pluck. So that is the theory. Okay, so the theory is that they're just going to sit back though and wait. While of course, if you were the CIA, you wouldn't just hammer everybody all at once. Then you'd lose your most valuable. I tool. think it's new world order, bro. <laughs> oh my bad. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't I think mean, so because it wasn't it like Silk Road was one of the first places that adopted it, right? Right. Yeah. And they got shut down. Yeah. But I'm wondering if they did this because, like, listen, we need to come up with a way to track the black market and. Yeah. And, then every, and when we want to, we'll, we'll we'll drop the hammer on certain players or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean that's not that crazy of a theory. I think too. Like, well, even the internet itself, right, started as uh, in the military. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then they adopted it uh, worldwide. Dude, the CIA has done some shady, shady shit. Do you guys are you guys familiar with the uh, Iran Contra deal in the eighties with Reagan? Do you guys familiar with this? No. Oh, this it is real. This is legit. Like this is this is not a theory or whatever. It's actually happened. We were we were trying to by proxy, right? So this is during the Cold War, and there was you know anywhere communism was spreading, we were ready to to, to stop it. And I get that I get why you know we were afraid of the Soviet Union. There were nukes pointed at each other, or whatever. Yeah. So in South America, you had groups that were trying to to overthrow countries with you know like Marxist revolutions. And so what we would do mm -hmm. is we would fund the opposing side, yeah. and we'd give them weapons or money. Right. Well, at this time, it was very unpopular. Uh, American public did not want it. And so getting political support for this was almost impossible. But remember, the CIA, they, and a lot of people believe that they operate outside the government. They're like, we need to do what's best for the, the, the safety of the nation, right? Mm -hmm. So here's what they did. They're like, okay, we can't get money to support what we're doing because there's no there's political support for it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to sell weapons to Iran that money we're going to use to fund uh, these these rebels to stop Marxism. And the way they would bring the weapons down there, because they had to keep it hush-hush, is they would pay these like private, these people that own planes or whatever, they'd pay them to fly weapons down to give to these rebels. But here's the thing. These guys that they were paying, they were, they were making money hand over fist because on the way back, they're like, well, I'm already coming back. I might yeah. as well fly some cocaine over to America. Right. And this is what caused the cocaine explosion it in was the all 80s. In the hush hush. And the CIA literally 
turned a blind eye because yeah. they were they were at least we're going to stop communism. So cocaine was just flo- <laughs> there's flooding a, the country. There's that's a, true. There's a famous guy yeah. out of Miami. There was a documentary done on him that had the speedboats that he used to sell. He used to sell like the million dollar speedboats, and it would it would come with a bunch of cocaine. Dude, yeah. you guys seen that? Have you seen that documentary? No. Oh, I have to look it up to see what it was. No, but this is legit. This is what they did. That's so good. to think the CIA would create Bitcoin so they could see what's going on and fuck with people, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Definitely. I don't know if I subscribe to well, that. Well, think about it. If, if Bitcoin was really a threat to the to currencies, I, they would have easily been like, it's illegal to use Bitcoin. It's illegal to have it. It's illegal to trade it. And they would have shut that shit down so quickly. I mean, don't you feel like they are trying to? They're, no, they're They've not. been trying to resist it for a hot minute. Nah, they're definitely not watching really. it. I mean, thank you. Yeah, they're definitely watching. They're resisting it. it like the like the MLB resists steroids. It's like, oh yeah, we don't really want it. Wink, wink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, now you're starting to see. All, I've seen a bunch of brands now accepting it. Of course, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because they could have said it's illegal. No one can use it. You can't trade it. No apps can serve it. Apple, you can't have apps that do it. Whatever. And then it would be pure black market. But they kind of legitimize it. They let it happen here and there. Hmm. CIA. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling know. you. Hey. I don't know. I'm <laughs> telling you. I don't know, bro. Yeah. I like it. That's, yeah. that's a good theory. Isn't that a good theory? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good stuff. Hey, speaking of good, did you guys like the uh, orange slices that Jerry made? Oh, oh yeah. How fire were so, those? So, Doug, put the... Okay, here's... Okay, he put it up here. So, sh- this is what she did. Something I would have never thought of. The recipe's on Instagram. It's I think it's on our, our Mind Pump Oh, Media it's on Instagram? Instagram? Yeah. So, she... No, it's not on our Mind Pump Instagram, Doug? I think so. Yeah. So, what? chocolate... Mm-hmm. Coconut oil melted, one packet of immunity sea salt, dipped oranges in it. Incredible. Yeah. And the immunity's got, of course, it's got where, stuff. Where, do you, where do you think system. you see it on our, our mind pump? Where do you think you see yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. This is going up on Thursday. I think they plan on putting it up. So. Ah, they're going to post it. Mm, okay. We're in go. the future. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> got you. We're in the future. I was like, no, Doug. No, it is not on there. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, what mo- now. you know what movie I watched? I was so disappointed. What? And you, t- I should have listened to you. You told me it sucked. <laughs> Wonder Woman, 84. Oh, yeah. God. Was it good? Damn, no. It was a letdown, oh. dude. It was okay. a terrible story. Yeah. Terrible story. Oh, good. I'm glad. Sometimes we disagree on stuff like this. The but plot was stupid. It, it was, was dumb, right? Oh, well, that sucks. Dude. I love uh, Gal Gadot or whatever it, her name is. Yeah, she's about it. He, yeah. So, I, yeah, be careful what you say too much because Jessica gets like, oh, I know why you want to watch Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm like, no, I like Super Whatever, Girls. dude. They got Thor and all that stuff, dude. Give me a break. Yeah, so so, it, so here's just two things I hate in movies. When they do this in movies, I just I want to pull my hair out. One is when they end a movie where it was just a dream. So it's a shitty like easy plot, right? Where crazy stuff happens and at the end they wake up and you're like, oh, it was all a dream? Yeah. This movie sucked. And then here's the other one. Whenever somebody, this is such a cop out, easy way to, to make weird shit happen. Somebody finds something that's magical and gives them wishes. That's literally the bad guy. The bad guy finds a stone yeah. and it gives them wishes. So Wonder Woman has to fight him. Oh my God. What? Yeah. Worst yeah. like okay. I'm glad you hated it just as much because I thought it was super unoriginal oh. to me. I feel, I feel like the first one got so much. And this is what they do, man. Yeah. That's what I, I, why movies suck now, dude, is they, they get these movies that go crazy and then they just make part two, one. part three, and they all suck. Yeah. yeah. It's just, they, they, it's the same, same story arc, which is bullshit. Well, story. Ju- Justice League's coming out if yeah. it's not out right now. So I think Justice League, the new one's coming out, and Superman's in it. He's got the black suit on. So do you guys see what? So have you guys been watching some of these previews to like movies that they say are either they're in theater or they go in theater or on HBO Max yeah. or Amazon Prime? Yeah. So it looks like movies that would eventually go into the movie theater and how they're promoting them. 
there's going to be options going forward. Yeah. And I don't know if this is just for this this time being that we're in this this weird period of we can't go to the movies, or this is the future we're going to see. People are going to have the option, do you want to go see it in theaters, or you can download it on HBO yeah, Max mm-hmm. or uh, Prime. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to be releasing them both at the same time. That's I haven't seen that with HBO kill Max. Movies. Yeah. yeah, That is going to kill movies. It'll kill the movie the, as we know it. I think they're still going to make a killing. Movie theaters? Oh, no. Theaters are done. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, the movies are going to kill yeah, us. No, more. the only theaters that are going to survive, and, it, and it's not going to be all of them because there will be just too many of them to meet this this demand. The demand's not going to be that big, but would be a theater where it's an experience. Yeah. So, like, you go there, they give you alcohol, food, you know, and it's a movie. It would be it, like when we used to watch uh, Big Lebowski. Like, it was literally, like, it's an old movie. Oh, like, yeah. everybody loves it. And we would go there, and it was just like, you get white Russians, and you talk shit the whole time and throw yeah. popcorn at yeah. the screen. That's actually a really and good it was really fun. If you could do cool stuff like that, that would be, that's very smart, actually. Theater, yeah. theater, did someone are, do that, actually? Yeah, where, they did that downtown Santa Cruz yeah. at the where white Russians are being served? Yeah. yeah. No shit. There's yeah. Theaters that's that, brilliant. Those, yeah. So, there's theaters that are doing that. Rocky Horror Picture Show, everybody dressed up, all that stuff. Yeah, there was a theater in San Jose that was doing uh, like all the Godfathers, and so you know it's going to be a bunch of Godfather fans. They're going to quote the movie as it's going on. Yeah, well, I can the, see that. The other thing that thing. movie theaters did for, as a pivot that I think is smart and could keep them around is like paying for UFC fights. Yes. So you, yeah. So you know these UFC fights and now are getting like what hundred something dollars on yeah, some so of them. So you just pay ten dollar ticket. Yeah, ten dollar ticket and go watch it with you know fifty or however many. Now people I wonder else. what they're charging the theater to broadcast fun. it. Oh yeah, I mean they're getting charged obviously a premium a to be able to because the same thing goes like if you were at a bar and you used to do the same thing too. I forget what you had to pay. I know. I remember when I had my 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 studio, I would put like UFC fights on and stuff like that. And I remember somebody was like, "Hey, you know, if I report this, you're gonna charge you way more." I'm like, Get "The fuck out of my gym." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have that the, kind of power. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you know that? Wow, <laughs> you're an asshole. Yeah, you're, you're that guy. Yeah. Get out of my face. Speaking of movies, uh, you, you know every time. I forget to wear blue light blocking glasses at night. Oh, dude. Huge difference. I am so huge difference. I brought this up the last time we had a Felix Gray commercial about the, the my TV. And uh I misplaced them again and I was down there and I'm like, it's so it's so funny because I've talked about it on this show. It's happened to me a couple times now. If I watch that TV without wearing those, I get headaches for sure. Yeah. Or just it's so hard for me to fall asleep from that. Here's another use for the Felix Gray glasses. Keep them next to your bed if you wake up to go to the bathroom. Because one of the one of the worst things is when you wake up to the bathroom, you got to turn on a light or whatever, and then it, it disrupts your sleep. Are you a, are you a turn on the light bathroom guy at night? Uh, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a feel, I feel my way. Around. Yeah, I'm a feel yeah. my way. Yeah, well, you sit on the toilet too. You, yeah, don't, you yeah. don't stand. Oh, you you stand and pee in, in the middle <laughs> yeah, of the night. That's yeah, right. of course. Yeah, I oh my, I, it's, you do too. Uh, oh yeah, bro. What the? Your wives must out. fucking hate you. No, no, no. Get no, no. out of here. Don't yeah. act like you guys. Listen, have... I don't sleep in a skirt. So yeah. stop, <laughs> dude, stop your nonsense, dude. I'm gonna talk to both your wives. I guarantee there's pee all over the fucking floor and all over the seat, man. Listen to me. I'm very precision. I use exactly. I use sonar. Yeah, laser. You can tell. You can tell. Where the peace guarantee is I get a text message from Jessica <laughs> and Courtney after this after this episode for sure. Yeah, you guys are uh, not not missing the freaking edges, dude. Uh, <laughs> get out of here, uh, especially at like three in the morning when your dick's all smashed against your leg and shit. It's not, like, <laughs> it's not shooting. It ain't shooting straight at three o'clock Bro, in the morning. Hold on a second. Come on, you don't know where you're you ripping off your leg. It doesn't you matter doing? if it's stuck here or there. Or whatever. You know where it is. Yeah. You know where the end is. Yeah, you just gotta aim yeah, in the right yeah, direction, yeah, 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 and then you listen. 
Oh, yeah. That's water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's water. Yeah, oh, that's the floor. Exactly. Splash. The only problem is when you get the split stream, then you're fucked. That's what I'm saying, dude. And you're like, wait a minute, that's water. Yeah, yeah. That's rude. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're trying to pee with that. Like that's water and floor. Son of a bitch, it's a split stream. It's not gonna work. Anyway, dude. God, you guys are ridiculous. Hey, um, I wanted to ask you guys about rep ranges. I find this with myself, and it, I'm sure it has something to do with. I'm sure there's a genetic reason for this, but of course, every time I switch to a new rep range for myself, or when I do this with clients, just the switch always causes the body to progress again. Right? It's that novelty. But I also find that there's a rep range that, and I found this with clients, and I find this with myself. All things being equal, the the low rep range for me, if I transition to that, it just kicks it. it no matter what, it blows the doors off of the moderate and the high reps for me. Every single time. I think that's a genetic component. Because I, I, I would agree. Yeah, because it's not it's not that way for me. I, I feel that way whenever I go back to like 10 to 12 reps. You feel bad? That one, all things being equal, is the best. Yes. Oh, yeah. Man. Like, I definitely agree. Like, I mean, some of my best gains came from when I started training in the low rep range. So I, I do, but I consistently feel like, and here's the thing too. There's, I think there's, it's, uh, it's you know, multi-pronged here because it also, when I lift heavy, the most joint pains, muscle tightness stuff starts to yeah, battle yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. the most, which always ends up kind of hindering my workouts. Where in the ten to twelve rep range, I never feel that. Sure, yeah. I never get, I never get the it's super inflamed joints. I never feel so tight that my yeah. hips hurt, or my it is bothering yeah. me. So. That's why I also think but when to, I go that 10, 12 rep it's range. If I switch to a new rep range, I mean, I'll, I'll make gains off the 10 to 12, 15 to 20, all that stuff. But whenever I switch to the low rep range, it's like, boom. Yeah, I, I, get I, get, I get some of that. I also get it, though, when I'm when I'm working on just like real power, fast twitch movements. Oh, like yeah. it just, yeah, that's another one of those things my muscles respond to. Because it is like I put so much work in that direction uh, through all the years of sports and everything. So it's like my body just like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And it just gets right back. So now mode. the thing I would challenge all three of us then is this, because I just I alluded to like the hypertrophy phase. You uh, alluded to explosive. You alluded to strength. My question is, what are you measuring? Like, so what I'm thinking of when I say I see the greatest change, change in my body and my physique, right. my strength, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I go, obviously I get the most strength when I go down in the three to five, five. No, rep I'm range. talking. I gain size. Yes, me yeah. too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I build like if yeah. I, once I switch to low rep, I build faster in that rep range than any other rep range. It yeah. just, it just piles on my body and I feel like, but you're right. I mean. Like any rep range, you got to move out of it. And the low one, the low ones, they just they just stress the joints yeah. more than all the other yeah, ones. Yeah. Angle has landed. Maps Quad. Today's is brought to you by Maps Anabolic. If you're looking to maximize your overall muscle and strength, Maps Anabolic is the perfect place to start. With a full 30-day money-back guarantee, there is absolutely zero risk. So what are you waiting for? Go to mindpromedia.com and get started today. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. Quee-qua. First question is from Ryan Estep. What are some signals you can hone in on to know when you could benefit from calorie increase or decrease? Been around maintenance for a while and recently seen some slight puffiness. Have I adapted to that amount and need to slowly increase or is it a good time to go down? Yeah, well, first of all, um, the, com the, the comment slight puffiness, that can mean a lot of different things. It could be water retention, lack of sleep can cause uh, puffiness also. Also, when people say I'm at maintenance for a long time, 
are you really at maintenance or are you winging it and feeling like you're at maintenance? Because uh, when people are not literally counting and measuring and weighing, they're almost always off. Right. So that's you know number one. Now, as far as signals uh, that can tell you when you can increase or decrease, here's what I tend to pay attention to for myself, and I would also I used to coach my clients this way. When it was time to decrease, let's say you're in a bulk, you're eating more calories and you're burning. When it becomes a chore to eat, when you find your appetite start to decrease and it's like, oh, I can't eat this much anymore, probably time to, to start to decrease calories. Uh, on the flip side, when your calories are low and your appetite's high and it's high and it continues to go higher, higher, and then you start to notice that your strength gains start to really drop in the gym, performance starts to drop, maybe it's time to bump them. Here's a good rule of thumb. I would say regardless of what your goals are, at least every two or three weeks, throw in a day or two that's different, no matter what. You can go back to what you were doing before. And studies actually show this, by the way. There's a, there's a great study that was done not that long ago where they compared people who were on a consistent calorie uh, deficit versus people who were on a calorie deficit and then would throw in some higher calorie days. And the people who threw in the higher calorie days burned more body fat and and kept more muscle. So it's, it's a better strategy to do it that way. I feel like whenever the results, either direction, uh, slow up. For example, like when I'm, when I'm bulking, and weight's coming on the scale, even if I'm feeling a little puffy, if I feel like the gains, I'm built, I like the way I'm looking week over week over week, I'm gonna keep going. If I feel like I don't feel like I'm liking the way I'm looking anymore, strength is starting to plateau, I'm in this surplus, that's when I'll start to come back the the other direction. Mm -hmm. And the same thing is true when I'm in a cut. If I'm in a cut and week over week, I'm, I'm seeing improvement in my physique and I like the way it's looking, I'm going to keep riding it. The minute that I start to see that slow down and I'm not noticing major progress week over week, I go the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I think that it's that's that number is going to look different for every person. And for me, that's what I've found works the best. Yeah. You know, it's, what's hard about this is it's hard to remain objective because most people right. lean to either it's this is pretty general but generally speaking I could put people into two categories people who are more focused on gaining size and strength and that's their that's what they think about mostly and then people who just want to be lean or lose weight and that's what they think about mostly here's why it's difficult to remain objective if you're somebody that's always struggled with weight and you're been in this deficit for a long time you may ignore the signals because you're afraid you're afraid to increase your calories. I don't want to gain a single pound. Right. Now, or, or people on the other side. I was mm -hmm. one of those people. Right? I always wanted to gain weight. I always right. wanted to put on size. You don't want to lose any weight. Yeah, so I didn't care about these signals. It's like I don't want to lose a single pound uh, on the scale. So it's really hard to stay objective, which is why until you become super self-aware, you've been doing this for a long time, and you've got some of those insecurities out of the way, I would say uh, every two or three weeks, no matter what, just, just put it in your schedule and do it no matter what because – Whenever you ask somebody to be objective, hey, do you think you should start to cut calories? You tell that to the skinny kid. Like, no, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep them high. I think. I think the signs are still good, even though they're maybe not. Yeah. Next question is from Malibu Banks. What causes some people to lose weight when reverse dieting after hitting a plateau? Mm. I love this because you know I sometimes I'll get pushback from some of the stuff that we say on the podcast when we'll say things like. You know, uh, lifting weights boosts your metabolism, or reverse dieting plus lifting weights is a great way to boost the metabolism. Well, this question is an example of how we haven't quite figured this all the way out. We have this, this phenomenon happens always and, and a lot. And, and we'll get they'll, they'll send studies and be like, look, this study showed that gaining muscle only really increased the metabolism by 20 calories or whatever. And it's, this is all bullshit. Okay. So uh, we've 
witnessed this many times with many, many of the clients that we've worked with, with ourselves. It's a real phenomenon. And when you increase or decrease calories, yes, your body can pare muscle down. It could store body fat to, to store extra calories. But it can also become more or less efficient with calories, okay? And we don't quite know how this works, but the body can literally take 10 calories and become more efficient with it or become less efficient with it. Where, and the less efficient may look like some of those calories are just turned into heat. They're just turned into extra heat in the body or extra energy or whatever. So this phenomenon is hard to explain, but it for sure happens. I've seen this with my own eyes. I've seen people who've been on a calorie deficit for so long their metabolism is, is really adapted to, to few calories. They're overtraining like crazy. I'll reduce their exercise so they're burning less calories, and I'll bump their calories, and then they get leaner, yeah. lo and behold. Mm -hmm. Now, it could be they built some muscle, which then burnt more calories, but I don't think that fully explains it. I think there's other stuff that's going on, and I've seen it, again, with my own eyes. Yeah, no, this is one of those ones that I don't know how to even explain it to somebody. I just know that it works. I know that this is what we're looking for. Like That's when I know things are going really well is when I can add calories to somebody's diet and they actually lose weight. And it does. It breaks all the rules that we're aware of and mm -hmm. that we've been told forever, but this is the benefit of, of weight. And this, this only happens, by the way, when you have somebody who is weight training in conjunction with what their what their diet is. I'd never see this with somebody who's doing cardio only. Mm -hmm. If you're doing cardio only and you're also trying to reverse diet, I don't see the same thing happening. But somebody who is lifting weights, and a lot of times my simple theory of explaining is that your body needed those calories. It mm -hmm. wanted that. We were running lower without it, and your body was waiting for us to give it those calories, and now it's running more efficiently. I mean, I feel like it's when you tune up your car. Like it, You can get a car that's at the same engine, same everything, but by tuning it up, all of a sudden it gets faster. You well, know? well, look at you look at some of the, the studies, observational studies on like POWs, like prisoners of war who've been kept uh, in, in, you know, they've been kept captive for years and years mm. and years and fed very, very little. And yes, they come out, lost lots of muscle, very emaciated, but still they are surviving off an, an amount of calories that usually doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. how, like it doesn't make any sense that a grown man, even if he lost muscle, did all stuff, is surviving off of you know, 400 calories a day. How is this possible? The body can really become efficient or not mm -hmm. efficient with calories. It's got a remarkable ability to do this. Yeah, it's interesting. I know this is probably a ter terrible example, but um, when I was going through carnivore diet, I was uh, anticipating, like, because I was eating such big volumes of meat that, you know, that was going to produce, like, a, a lot more waste. And it was actually the opposite. Uh, you know, the, the waste of the poops were a lot smaller than, you know, previous to that. So mm -hmm. I don't know if, it, you know, it, it was utilizing, you know, more more of, of the nutrients, uh, you know, or not. I think, I, yeah, so you're like the, the leader of North Korea. He doesn't poop because <laughs> he works so hard. He absorbs all Just the little food. pellets. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that might have to do more with the fiber uh, in, in vegetables and stuff like that. But it, it, I mean, I'm telling you, there are certain things. I think we'll be able to explain this uh, at some point. But until now, you can show me all the studies you want that show that, oh, you know, building muscle doesn't really speed up the metabolism that much or whatever. I have taken women who were eating... 1,100 calories a day, doing cardio every single day, doing all kinds of stuff, and I've gotten them to get their calories up to 2,200 calories a day, not doing almost any cardio except for maybe some walks, and lifting it, weights and twice it a week. it doesn't line up with any of what the studies say. It doesn't line up with any of it, but legit, and they're leaner, and they've got muscle, yeah. and, the, and, the, and it's not like they gained 30 pounds of muscle to make up the difference. We're talking about, you know, eight pounds of muscle on somebody. This is a woman we're talking about. I've seen this happen many, many times, so... Uh, it's a for sure real thing. And again, you you see people who lift weights consistently, do it properly consistently, 
look how much they can eat with the little amount of activity they do compared to somebody who is doing tons and tons of activity, constantly reducing their calories. Look at the difference. Next question is from More Life Jojo. It recently seems that a common message in the online fitness space is that we aren't meant to be lean all year long and that wanting to maintain a lean body is bad for our health. What are your thoughts on this type of message? I think this is a message that we've been saying for almost six years now, and yeah. it's finally getting out to the rest of the yeah. space. Yeah, and, and it depends what you mean by lean. So uh, do I think a man uh, who's, let's say, 13%, 14% body fat can is going to maintain that all year long and be healthy? Absolutely. Even 10. Yeah. 10 is harder. Some people can maintain. Depends for, on who you're talking yeah. about. But ten, even 10 to 14, I think, is very realistic. Yeah, so I would people. say that's a good range, right? Yeah. And it depends on the person. But, uh, you know, why is it? Why is it unhealthy to maintain very lean all the time? If you've ever gotten down to single-digit body fat as a man or if you've ever gotten down to, let's say, below 17% as a woman, it, it, your lifestyle is very much dedicated to maintaining that leanness. It's not a healthy lifestyle mentally or psychologically. It just isn't. You're constantly looking at that you can't you can't overeat this you can't do that you're thinking about food I got to make sure I get this many grams of protein my carbs can't be over this or my fat can't be over that I have to work out like this all the time it's just not a healthy it's a very obsessive way of living that's just not healthy mm -hmm. for most people and then especially for women body fat is essential for health and women who maintain you know these these low teen body fat percentages all the time they're they're rarely do they have a period. The hormones tend to be off. Many of them try to control the symptoms with hormone therapy. Um, so no, it's 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 a now it, when you go on Instagram, you look at the pictures. You know, it looks cool, right? Mm -hmm. the, the shredded muscles, whatever. But it's not. That's not something to strive for all the time. I think doing it every once in a while, especially if you have a healthy mind, you want to see what it takes. Absolutely fine. Maintaining that probably not healthy. Well, I think that the, you re refer to Instagram. I think that. 80% of those bodies that you see on Instagram is bullshit. Yeah. If they're not being photoshopped, then they're they were shot at a period of time and then Instagram people drip that mm -hmm. over over the course of a year. So a lot of it's a facade. A lot of them pretend mm -hmm. that they look that that way and they don't really look that way. And then the ones that do, the ones that walk around at 6 to 7% body fat year round, you don't know the rest of their life. How many people are suffering? I mean, I know I know how much Katrina suffered for me for me to compete. I saw that. And I, I remember that was a constant conversation with her that I'm not going to make you do this forever. I promise. I promise. Like we're, there's a goal in mind. We're going to reach that goal. And then I'm done with mm -hmm. this lifestyle. As cool as looking that ripped was, and as cool as competing was, I, I would never put that on my partner ever yeah. again. And I've been in a relationship where I had somebody who was competing and I was the other person. Like it sucks. You know, you know how lame it is that we have to like map out everything that we're doing all day long to make sure that he or she gets their meals all day just timed right, or we can't go to this restaurant because they don't offer an option for this, or oh, I can't have popcorn at the movie theater, or oh, I can't bring this home because then that makes her want to have it too. Like, just that that lifestyle. There's a lot to that, and that's why too you see a lot of these fitness fanatics, they end up marrying or dating another fanatic so they can be neurotic. They have to. They can, yes, they can be yeah. neurotic together, not realizing how much of life that they're really missing yeah, out on. It's just on. another form of uh, an extreme, you know, and and that's just the thing. When you want to live in the extreme, it, you're going to have to make compromises and, uh, you know, other other parts and other facets of, of your lifestyle are going to get affected. And so it's like, if that's what you really want and you desire uh, constantly, you know, you're going to 
can be battling some things along the way. And that's the thing is it's, you know, in terms of like being super shredded and lean all the time, like it's, it, your body's going to be fighting you that whole time. It is. And your hormones suffer. Men's testosterone levels will drop. Women's estrogen, progesterone levels kind of go out of whack. I'll tell you what, like, here's the truth in the real life. If you're a, if you're a man and you're a strong 13%, 14% body fat, uh, most women will consider you physically attractive. If you're a woman and you're a strong, you know, 20 to, you know, 24% body fat, but you, you're strong, you obviously lift weights because the muscle gives you shape. You look attractive, uh, physically attractive. You look good. You look healthy. Isn't that ironic, though, that, that, funny? that we chase these ridiculous-like things, but the opposite sex that we're trying to attract or the same sex possibly are not even attracted to that. Right. It's yeah. almost like it's we're competing with our peers. That's totally. the only people that we're really trying to impress. Like If you're a ripped-ass dude, you know who thinks it's really cool? Other the other, the other dudes. dudes. <laughs> the other dudes that are yeah. trying to get ripped. Yeah. Like you like you said, there's... I mean, they've done, they've done plenty of research around yeah. this. Most people want somebody in that kind of body fat range because you look normal and healthy and you look fun to be with. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You look like a you good time. Balanced. And yeah. I remember going to... Uh, a, the first time I ever went to a, a show, I had my... my at the time, my business partner was competing in bodybuilding. And so, you know, when they did the show, they also have, you know, bikini and figure and, you know, physique and all that stuff. And I remember seeing the girls that were competing in the bikini. And, you know, when I would go backstage because I was helping them out. So I was allowed backstage. And I'd see these girls getting prepared and their faces. Yeah. They looked dead. Just they were sunken in eyes. Gaunt and, oh, and, and acne, obviously, yeah. because the hormones were all off. And, and, you know, and this is supposed to be like the best way that they look. And it's like if I saw if if I saw that person in real life, I would think, you know, uh, you know, I, I would maybe think, wow, if this person gained 15 pounds, they would look really well, good. Well, that's right the now. thing, too. It's like it, it's not just the abs. Everybody wants these like ridiculously popping shredded abs. Like you have to lose body fat all over your body. Yeah. And so, you know, you get that. You'll get the the bony sticking out, you know, points that you, that are unfavorable just to, to maintain this lean ab look. Now, that to be, you know, it's also important to note that what isn't healthy either is to get lean every once in a while and then blow away up and yeah, then come back down too extreme yeah. right so I, I don't i don't want us to, or i don't want to come off like we are advocating for people to be you know oh okay well the guys say i shouldn't be lean that often so i'm going to blow up and that's what we see a lot you see one extreme or the other you either no, see no. the neurotic person who tries to stay six percent year round or you see the average person who yo-yos hard. They yeah. swing high up. They could put on a bunch of weight, and then they push. And nothing hard wrong going for a goal of trying to make that happen, and you know, and like get to a peak, like yeah. a, like you're, like you're peaking, just like anything else with sports. Even for me, it was like we went through an off season that led into an, an extreme, you know, competition at the end of that uh, that I was preparing for. But then I, you know, came right back into like a normalized type of a training situation. Next question is from Gretz123. Is there an ideal ratio of strength you should have between your bench, deadlifts, and squats? I can bench my body weight, but I can't do that much more in deadlifts or squats. Okay, so normally what you'll find is that you can bench a certain amount of weight, you could squat more than that, and you could deadlift more than that. So typically what it looks like is your 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 bench is the lowest then it goes squat, then it goes deadlift. Is that true? Yeah, for I most thought, people. I thought it's interchangeable with the squat and the deadlift. No, some people, um, are, are, and this is not most, some people can squat more than they can deadlift. 
but it's much more common that someone can deadlift yeah. more well, than they squat. That was definitely me for a while. I mean, that's just because I didn't deadlift. Right, right. You know, right. I didn't have the skill of it yet. Right, right. And, 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 every, and every once in a while, you see someone who can bench a ton, and you can see the way that they're built. These big rib cage, short arms, and, yeah. you know, kind of like the, right. the power lifter, like the guys who could bench like crazy, but yeah, they yeah, deadlift yeah. and squat. Right, right. Okay, so here's a good number for a guy. This is a good, I guess, strength goal that's probably attainable for most men if they train consistently. Being able to bench uh, your own uh, body weight, uh, being able to squat about one and a quarter your body weight, and then being able to deadlift about one and a half times your body weight. That's a good goal that I think most men, if they train consistently, uh, could be able to accomplish. Now, if you want to be like, you know, I want to be super strong, well, you know, if you bench like one and a half times your body weight, squat, you know, two times your body weight, deadlift two and a half times your body weight, now you're starting to get pretty damn, pretty damn uh, strong. For a woman... This is a little bit more difficult for me to, to figure out. Um, I'm trying to think what would be a good number. You're probably looking at something like half body weight uh, to maybe you know three-quarter body weight bench, squat, probably body weight, uh, and deadlift, probably body weight in a quarter or something like that. I, what, I remember um, T Nation had yeah, a really good – Yeah, T Nation had a really good article that was like – They had a whole chart. They did. They had a whole chart of this, and maybe we can, we can look it up and then hopefully attach it to the show notes. It was, it, and it had both men and women. It and showed the, you like like elite. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It said, yeah, it said like bad, good, very good, or whatever. There's like yeah. three or four categories of what what Sal's referring to for both men and women, like where they should be on this. I thought that was a pretty good, accurate chart to whatever it is. For as a trainer, I would say I'm a, where you're at, Sal's. If I if I had a woman that could do almost her her weight in bench, that's phenomenal. Yeah. And as long as she was squatting and deadlifting her weight and above, we're doing pretty damn. You are. Yeah, we're doing pretty damn good. So, uh, oh, there is that it. So this is okay. So male. Okay, here's what they have for. Uh, see, they didn't. They don't do this by body weight. Oh well, actually, they did. So for they said for a man, decent for a squat is 315 pounds or one and a half times your body weight. Good was 405 pounds or two times your body weight. And great was. What is that? 465 or two and a half times body weight for a squat. For female, it was 95 or 75%, uh, 0.75 your body weight. Good. 155 or one and a quarter your body weight. Great was, what is that? 205 or two times your body weight. But, you know, they're talking to a like a like fitness fanatic audience because those numbers are pretty high. Those like, are, yeah, yeah. That's why I, I even would, just decent is high on there, I would say. I mean, when you're talking about, okay, the clients that we train, which were average, average person, average person yeah. I wanted, the way I looked at it was rarely ever in their life are they going to have to pick something off the ground that's heavier than them, right? right mm -hmm. Or squat something down that's heavier than they are. So as long as they could do their body weight and squatting and deadlifting, I was really happy yeah. with the progress or where we are currently at. Of course, we are, trying for more but i would be very impressed or happy with a client that was doing that and then as bench pressing if if i had a guy if he was be able to at least do his body weight and for a girl if she was able to do 50 percent of her body weight to totally. 75 i would yeah. be very happy yeah totally it, it is you know what's interesting too is that you typically will be good at like really good at one in comparison to the other totally so your, your uh -huh. body type tends to like if you've got long arms and you're kind of yeah, tall all your levers that you have yeah you're probably a deadlifter right yeah. you're probably going to be able to, if you had you know, short arms kind of stocky mm -hmm. bench press is probably going to be you know uh, what you're better at better at um i know for me my squat and my bench was you know good uh my deadlift uh, was always great uh they don't match my deadlift was always you know through the roof in comparison to the other two so that's the other thing but here look here here's the thing at the end of the day this is a this is a question that's essentially saying 
uh, how do I compare myself to other people? Yeah. That's a trap. Right. Just be honest with you. That's such a good point, really. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. Like, if I had a client, it was about where we started and totally, where we're at yeah. now. So even though we're all throwing out these random-ass percentages and numbers, you know, if you have been strength training for, you know, months or years and you're better at all those things than what you were before – you're in the right. You're heading down the right. This is a long. This is a long uh, journey, man. Hundred percent. I threw away all these standards and these like performance, uh, you know, metrics as far as like, oh, here's what somebody your age and your body weight, because yeah. it just it just attracts you from you know like making progress for you individually. Well, especially the numbers that we just looked at. I, uh, Sal, you're right. That that's definitely geared toward the fitness community because if you show that to a person who doesn't lift, they are so <laughs> they're not even close. They're to, get deflated. Yeah, instantly. they're not going to get close to e- any of those. At no. all, they're going to be way. And it says off. decent. Oh, I'm not decent because I can't swap. I know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, telling that to your client. What's the quote? Um, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Right. So, one of the biggest traps in and just in life, but especially in fitness, is comparing yourself uh, to other people. First off, it's a it's not fair. It is not a fair comparison. Everybody is so different, so individual. Uh, different genetics, different diet, different lifestyle, different time that they can spend working out. Their limb, you know, length is different. Their their muscles are very different. Their central nervous system reacts very different. Age different. Hormone differences. It's so unfair to compare yourself to someone else. If you want to compare yourself, which there's nothing wrong with comparison, but if you're going to do this, you know, you've heard apples to apples, right? It'd be like me comparing my, you know, my four by four truck to a a Ferrari for for zero to sixty and being sad that my four by four truck is not as fast as the Ferrari. It's not a fair comparison. If you want to compare, which is fine, at least make it a fair comparison. There's only one fair comparison in fitness. It's you to you yesterday. That's it. Mm-hmm. There is no other. There's nobody else. Not even your twin because they don't even live exactly identical to you. The only fair comparison is you to yourself. So questions like this, yeah, I know we gave out some numbers. Those are super general. Yeah. But to be this honest with you, arbitrary. Ar- it's, been, it's been all – like I had clients who – I had a woman that I trained who – she was hypermobile and very lax, and she had beat cancer. And you know, her squatting the bar was a greater accomplishment than the you know twenty-two year old you know ex football player who I got to squat four hundred five. Like that's great, but getting her to squat a bar from right. where she came from, right? Oh my god! And but it's still, it's not it's not fair. You yeah. compare yourself to yourself. Don't compare it to anyone else because you will uh, crush your take your joy right out of your life. Uh, look, Mind Pump is recorded on video as well as audio. Come find us on YouTube. Mind Pump Podcast. You can also find all of us on social media, uh, Instagram. So you can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin, Adam at Mind Pump Adam, and me. I'm Shadow Band, but if you type in Mind Pump Sal, I promise you I'm there. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. 
We thank you for your support. And until next time, this is Mind Pump.